0: Hey, what's up y'all? My name is Rochelle Grow, and I'm the host of Allergic to Small Talk. I'm an expat living in the UK. I own two businesses, have my executive MBA from Pepperdine University, and I come riding dirty, having fallen from the polished corporate world. Allergic to Small Talk is a show about how to grow your small business through networking, plus the tools and resources needed to develop your foundation as a business owner. If you're allergic to small talk, get ready for big conversations that are delivered to you in bite-sized chunks that you can implement right away to transform the way you view, operate, and grow your business. This is Allergic to Small Talk by Cut Class. As a small business owner, sometimes we look around us and see a ton of other businesses doing the same thing. And then we think to ourselves, How the heck can I stand out in this massive sea of everyone doing the same thing? Well, I'm happy to let you know it's not as tough as you think. What's up, y'all, and welcome back to Allergic to Small Talk. You can catch me here every week, or you can say what's up to me on Insta at It's Rogue Rogue. All right, y'all, let's get into it. On today's episode, I thought we'd explore how you and your products or services could stand out amongst other businesses that are offering the same exact thing. And to help me out, I've invited a special guest on the show today, and his name is Terry Begg. Terry started his painting business fresh out of high school with no money, no experience, no connections, and no skills. Armed with nothing more than a pickup truck and a dream, he spent years refining his painting skills, Only to discover, no matter how good he became, he was just another painter in an overcrowded market. Refusing to settle, he stopped working on his painting skills and began perfecting his people skills, learning what motivates people to buy, and taking away the reasons why they wouldn't buy, and his business just blew up. He more than doubled his income in just six months, and over the year, doubled it again. Since then, Terry has fine-tuned his process for business and personal growth into an easy-to-follow four-step system. His proven system has allowed his company to grow year after year, even though he hasn't advertised since 2012. Today, Terry is an international speaker and author of Attract and Keep Customers for Life, Four Abilities to Build Trust, Communicate Your Value, and Charge What You're Worth. And this will be the focus of our show today. I won't let you wait any longer to meet Terry. Hey there, Terry, welcome to the show.
1: Thanks for having me, Rochelle. I'm excited to be here and to tell my story a little bit.
0: Love it. Terry, so I did give you a little bit of an introduction, but I always love when my guests share a little bit about themselves through their own words. So tell us a little bit about your story and how you've gotten to where you are today.
1: Okay, absolutely. Yeah. And none of that that you just read was made up. That is exactly how my life went. And (laughs) it was sad. I've been at both ends of the spectrum, you might say, when it comes to business, because when I started, for lack of a better word, I was just a train wreck. I really was. I, I failed over and over and over. I didn't know what I was doing. And I was too proud to reach out and ask for help. Looking back, that was the biggest mistake I ever could have made. But just to finish up a quick Reader's Digest version of my story, I married my wife when I was very young. I was 21 and she was just 19. And I made her all these great promises. Oh, don't worry. I'm a business owner, you know, unlimited <laughs> income. We're going to be fine. And by that first Christmas, I was rolling pennies to buy her a Christmas present. It was sad. <laughs> and I'll never forget that. But I use that as leverage now. It pushes me to work harder. And it went that way for a long, long time. It seemed like I was always one lost person. Job from bankruptcy. I really didn't know what I was doing and I was just reacting to life. But everything changed in my life. You know, a lot of people can say they could call back to the year their life changed. (laughs) Yeah. The month or maybe even the week. I can tell you the very moment my life changed. And it was all because of three little words my wife said to me. And they, I came home from work one day, just exhausted. And she was sitting on the couch. I could tell she'd been crying, never a good <laughs> sign, right? <laughs> and I said, what's wrong? And she said three words to me that changed everything. They weren't, I love you. They were, Terry, I'm pregnant. And I can't explain it, but it was like a switch had flipped in my brain. You know, All of a sudden, this crappy life I was providing and living was no longer going to cut it. And over the course of the next, by the time my son was born, eight and a half months later, I had doubled my income and almost had doubled it again. By that time, we moved into a three-bedroom, brand-new home.
0: As many of you know, our team at Cut Class is passionate about helping people transition from their nine-to-five to building a business that they love. Why? Well, I'm glad you asked. I remember climbing the corporate ladder, getting my executive MBA, and making great money and driving a fancy car. But... At the end of the day, I was frustrated and miserable because I was doing everything that I thought I was supposed to be doing to hit success. It wasn't until I completely unplugged from what the world always told me would make me happy that I was able to find my genius zone and turn it into a business. I now have the freedom around time and finances that I've always wanted. So if you're in a similar situation where you're in a nine to five, that's frustrating and unfulfilling, and you're thinking about starting a business so you can control your time and finances, then let's hop on a call and let's talk about creating your new future. A link to book a call will be in the show notes.
1: And I don't want to say that to sound like I'm bragging. My point is I knew what I had to do all those years earlier, all my twenties almost, I just sat back and I reacted to life. And it wasn't until I realized I had to make some changes. In other words, the big change for me was I took action and that was it. I just became so focused on doing anything that would make a difference. Sometimes there were even the wrong things, but it was still better than where I was at the way I looked at it. And everything turned around for me. I did a couple little things, but the biggest thing that changed for me is when I stopped looking at my customers as like the adversary almost. Either they hired me and I won or they didn't hire me and they won. And it was crazy. It always needed to be a win-win situation. Once I learned to treat my customers like my friends, I started learning that they were the very pathway to my success. Everything turned around for me. And success in business is all about customers. Of course, everybody (laughs) knows that. But the key for me was keeping that pipeline, that work pipeline so full that you could raise your prices. You can just work for the people you want to work for. It's a process. But the point I want to make is is just, you know, for years and years, I didn't know what I was doing. And I, I thought I was just doing my best, but I really wasn't doing anything. And once I had that one little motivation, my whole life turned around in way less than a year.
0: Wow. Yeah, I love your story. And there's a few things that really stood out to me. And I'll name them and I'll go through them. So number one was that realization of your son about to make his entrance into the world. That was number one. Number two is your vulnerability and your authenticity and your story. And lastly, and what stands out to me is oftentimes small business owners, when they get into business, they are sometimes good at their craft and they lack Mm -hmm. the business skills. And you kind of were juggling both of those. You're building your skill set and you started to build that business side as well. So those three things really stood out to me. And at Cut Class, what we like to say is your why for your business is often what will get your butt out of bed. It'll push you through those tough moments. And right away, you told me your why when you were telling me your story.
1: Yeah. It's so funny. When I was putting together my book, one of the very first things I write in my book is know your (laughs) why. And that's everything. Most people's target is make more money. You know, that's the first thing they think about in business, but you never had it before. So when things get tough, it's not very likely that you're going to keep going. My point is I found to make your goals to be more personal. So they'll be emotional because it's emotions that change you, right? It's not so much logic. It's those emotions. So it's not necessarily doubling your income. It's what will you do with that money? I didn't see money. I saw a house. I wanted to buy that house and get in there or build it, actually. And we wanted to take our kids to Disney World. So it wasn't the money I would need to make. Yeah. I don't know if that makes sense what I'm saying. to get to Disney World. It was seeing my kids at Disney World. To me, that was the ultimate. I had made it if I could ever get there with my family because it's the happiest place on earth, right?
0: Absolutely.
1: And I'm so happy to look back and say, we went, I don't even know, seven or eight times. To me, that was a sign of success to be able to take my kids there. But that was the motivation. It was the emotional piece, the personal part, what the money would right. buy. And so that's the first thing I clear out of the way in my book is make sure your why is emotional and personal. Because it's emotions that change things, that change life
0: right? Excellent. more so than logic. Love that. Thank you so much, Tara. That's amazing. Well, you started touching on the book, which is awesome because it's exactly where our conversation is going. So talk me through your book and what was the inspiration behind writing your book and who did you write this book for?
1: Well, as I said, I was a train wreck when I started. I've been (laughs) at both ends of that spectrum, and I still see people today doing the same things that I did, Mm. and it's sad. And I only bring them up so people don't go down that road. Looking back, the biggest mistake I ever made was not getting help, not reaching out. People will help you if you're sincere, but I don't want to get ahead of myself. But once I had done that, I had a crew and we were painting, but I needed to do more. I didn't have enough work. You know, we would fall back and take jobs that weren't good paying jobs just so I could keep my guys working. So then I started trying to figure out, how do I get more work? And as you mentioned right off about standing out and be different in your business, it was looking for ways to be different. What can I do? And most service businesses are technical, right? And it's hard to stand out in the technical world, but in the interpersonal skills, that's where I'm talking about Ah, the people skills. That's what my book's about. That's how you can stand out very easily. And usually it doesn't cost a dime. You know, to stand out in your business, you might have to, maybe it means buying a $50,000 piece of equipment, but people don't always remember the job as much as they remember how you left them feeling when you were done. So my book is all about those soft selling skills or people skills. And I started figuring out what works. Okay. I need to build trust. That was the golden ticket, It's what I call it in my book, but people aren't going to trust you right away. And how long are you with them? You know, you're looking at a job for them, maybe minutes, maybe an hour. At the most, not a lot of time to build trust. So I thought, okay, before that, you got to make yourself believable to the customer. How do you do that? And I'm thinking, well, add credibility. And that's things like returning calls right away, showing up when you said you were going to be there, doing all the things that you promised, all those little things. And then I thought, oh, even before that, though, people have no reason to even believe in me. But first, they need to like me. So Mm. that's where I started my book, what I call the four abilities. And they are likeability, believability, trustability, and wowability.
0: Wow. Okay. So so. Those are the four abilities that take us into the trust, communicate your value, and charge what you're worth.
1: Exactly. Charging what you're worth. Part of that is like, believe, and trust. Those are more before the sale, during the sale type of things. But the wowability, the last one, I also called it in my book, referrals on steroids.
0: Ah, Okay.
1: And what that is, is you're doing little things that just blow people away. I make a lot of promises verbally and in writing, and I keep every one of them. But then I do a little bit more for my customer. We could do a $10,000 paint job, but paint in their mailbox at the end of the day when they didn't even ask you to do that to match everything else up. That's what they would remember. So it's doing a little bit more. If I'm working for elderly people, usually I'll clean out their gutters you know, on the outside of the house. If I'm inside, I offer to change out light bulbs for him. Just little things like that. If they have the light bulbs there, minor stuff. But those are the things that people remember. And that's part of wow ability. Another thing I do is I just had a doctor hire me just yesterday to paint the outside of his house. And in his email, he said, okay, what are my next steps? Where do I sign? How much do I send you? And I said, I don't need to sign contract. And I don't ask for any money up front. And I don't turn a bill in until you tell me you're happy. And that's what I call risk reversal. And by extending trust, they trust me all the more. So those are some examples of some of the exercises I have in the book and things that people can use, ways of collecting testimonials or other people's words. You know, when someone else says how good you are, it speaks volumes. But when you say it, it just sounds like you're bragging. Right. Right. So I devoted an entire chapter to just testimonials. I think they're that important to business. And they're the reason why I haven't advertised. Did you mention that in the opening? that I haven't advertised since 2000. It's been over 10 years since I ran an ad. I have my website, but that's more just a video brochure and community awareness. But I have not advertised, and I still probably turn away 75 or 100 jobs every year that we just can't get to. Wow. So my business is insane, and that's why I'm so confident with the things that I'm talking to you about. I know they work because if they didn't, I wouldn't have a business Everybody that calls me, everybody that hires me says either worked for me in the past or I was referred to them by a customer. And if you're in business, you know the best business in any business is referral and repeat. So you get about 99% of those jobs.
0: (laughs) Wow, that is so amazing. And I loved all those little tips and tricks that you just dropped in there about really just stepping up that level of customer service, Mm -hmm. dropping those things in after you leave a customer so that they remember you. And Mm -hmm. that is so critical When we're thinking about competing in a market that is oversaturated, right? There could be Mm -hmm. painters, there's plumbers, there's electricians, there's um, so many tradesmen that exist here. I'm over in the UK. So there's so many tradespeople that exist that, like, how can you stand out? And even for Mm -hmm. me, you know, I'm a business coach. How do I stand out? It's those little tiny things that we need to think about that's going to give us that competitive advantage against the other persons that's offering the same thing.
1: Right. And that's a way of doing it without spending any more money. I love it in the service industry. I think it's easy because there's so many people take it for granted what we do and they just want to let their work speak for itself. And I know there's dozens and dozens of excellent painters out here where I live. I found it's really not as much about being the best as it is about being the comfortable choice. And everything I do is to make my customers make an easy choice, which is to hire me because I never tell them no for anything. If there's something we don't do, I recommend someone who can do it or I find some way to get it done for them. So little things that stall the whole process of generating new customers and things like that are so easy to fix if you just look at it from the customer's perspective. You know, some people say, well, I'm new to business. I don't understand customer service, but you're also a customer at one time. What do you like when you're hiring or buying a product? You know, what are the things that stood out to you? So we all know what those things are. It's just a matter of having that customer centric attitude that this is for them. They make the decisions when it comes to the work that you're doing for them, but still you have the final say in how things get done. It's just a matter of working with them and having conversations.
0: Love it. So Terry, where can we find your book if we want to go and grab it off the shelf or get it online?
1: Yep. You could go to Amazon and just search out the title, my name or the book, but there it's like sixteen ninety five. So I'm glad you said that. But if you go to the4abilities.com, mm-hmm. I'm giving the book away for free as long as you just pay for the shipping and handling is all. Wow. It's just in the United States, it's like six ninety nine, I think. And outside of the country, it might be ten or eleven dollars. But the book's for free. I just want people to have it. I really want to help people who are where I once was. And of course I'd like to be able to make enough money selling books and selling my course so I didn't have to keep painting. But if I gotta keep painting, that's okay too. I don't (laughs) mind that. But I would like to go into the coaching end more because I see so many people doing things that I was doing. And I would really wonder sometimes if my wife hadn't said, Terry, I'm pregnant, if I wouldn't still be a train wreck, you know, still be a mess. We're living in a one-bedroom apartment at the time, and it wasn't until I realized there's people out there living a good life, doing the same thing that I'm doing. How are they doing it? And that's what's in my book pretty much the things that I learned from them. I've, you might as well say, interrogated all my customers asking them, why did they hire me? Why didn't they hire me? And I got the answers and I talked to salespeople. The books behind me, I read every one of those, some of them twice over, and they're all about people skills, interpersonal skills, and how to stand out in your industry, how to own your industry.
0: Amazing. I love that. Well, Terry, before we go, is there anything else that you'd like to share with the audience?
1: testimonials. I got a real easy way for you to get them. You can also download that for free when you get my book, a testimonial collector. Okay. All it is, it's a form you hand the customer. It does all the work for you. And the other thing that's also free is a customer awareness guide. It just tells your customers what they should be looking for in whatever service that you do, what to avoid, what to stay away from, what scams are out there. These two pieces, I'm telling you, will get you so much work, you may not need to advertise either. So I guess the big thing, the big takeaway I want to give here is don't make the mistake I made and not ask for help and try to figure it out on your own. Cause I tried that for nine years and I got nowhere. And if you want to get a good head start on your competition, just go to the 4 and it's the letter four. Thefourabilities.com, and you can get my book for just shipping and handling.
0: Love that. I know you have your book coming out, but what else do you have going on in the business? I know you just launched a course, Unnoticed to Unforgettable.
1: And that's exactly what it is, how to go from unnoticed to being unforgettable to your customers. It follows the book a lot in principle, Mm -hmm. but it kind of takes the student by hand, so to speak, and it shows you where to go, how to do it, what to say. It comes with over a hundred page workbook and I think 25 or 26 videos where I just talk about one thing, you know, just risk reversal or how to collect testimonials, how to get your customer to say what you want them to say and still use their words. There's actually an ethical way to do that. So those are things that are in the course, Unnoticed, Unforgettable. And that, I believe, I think because we just launched it, I think it's half price right now. I'm almost sure. I don't quote me on that, but I think it is.
0: <laughs> Love it. Well, congratulations yeah. on the book. Congratulations on the course. And I just want to sincerely thank you for coming on Alert to Small Talk today to share your wisdom with the community.
1: I had a great time, Rochelle. Thank you for all the time you gave me to run my mouth. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Thanks, Terry. <laughs> Thank you so much for tuning into this episode. Allergic to Small Talk is a production of Cut Class, a place where you can access me, Rochelle Grow, and Leslie Levito. We teach the world how to start and grow businesses without a formal classroom. Executively produced by me, Rochelle Grow and Cut Class. Creative direction by Sho Kazanjian. Audio editor and producer, Tom Mikiok. And music is by Fami Kaira. If you'd like to access more free resources, check out our sister podcast. Out to launch. Hosted by Cut Classes co-founder, Leslie Levito. She teaches people how to ditch their 9 to 5 to start their own business. See ya!